Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode 61, Health Wanted, and I am your host and the person who is almost enjoying these 70 degree temperatures that we're having in December. But these warm temperatures sure do want to make me trade in my deer rifle for my turkey shotgun. And I can't do that just yet because we are 96 days, 7 hours, 54 minutes and 13 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. I have turkey fever very bad right now. Beautiful, beautiful sunny days. Don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying the temperatures because I'm sure it's going to change. And I'm sure we're going to be getting a lot of rain, but... Deer hunting's a little bit rough. All right, so I'm going to do something a little bit different this week because I could not get the guests that I wanted to help with this week's topic on the phone. I'm going to start another three to four episode series for you guys that I really think you'll enjoy. And, well, when you can't get your guest on the phone for an interview for the first episode, it kind of forces you to put the other follow up episodes on hold. Some of this problem, well, Probably a lot of the problem falls squarely on my shoulders because I'm absolutely covered up at work right now, trying to wrap up 2015 and get ready for the new year. But that is my problem, and this show must and will go on. So next week, I'll have part one of the new series, and this week, I'm going to replay one of my favorite episodes for you. But before I do, I want to enlist your help with a couple of things. First, most of you know about my ebook entitled DIY Merriam's Turkey Hunt that I wrote and have available for sale on my website. Well, I'm currently working on a new product that I'm very much in the early stages of. This new product is going to have a much broader appeal than my ebook does. Not everyone is interested in hunting Merriam's turkeys, and I knew the book would have a very small target audience when I wrote it, but I was so blown away by the quality of the Merriam's turkey hunt that I went on that I felt like I'd be letting you guys down if I did not share that experience with you. So that's the ebook product. Well, this new product is something that will interest each and every one of you listening to this show because it will help you to be a better turkey hunter. And we all want to be better turkey hunters, or else we'd be listening to the CBS Evening News podcast right now instead of the Turkey Hunter podcast. So here's what I need your help with. I need guinea pigs. All right, that's probably not the best way to phrase it. I need product testers. I want this product to be the best product of its kind on the market, and I need your help testing the product and providing feedback. 
And since I'm still in the development stages of this product, there is a great deal of opportunity for you to provide input to me that can help shape and mold this product into something very special. In exchange for testing and feedback of this product, I'm going to offer you a drastically reduced rate for the product as you'll be following the product from creation through many improvement processes all the way to the finished item that will be brought to market. My timeline for this product from start to finish is about four to six months. And if chosen, you'll have a hand in the final product. So if you're interested in playing along with me for a few months and test driving the new product, providing feedback, good, bad, and ugly, and helping shape this into something really cool, then call me at 205-660-0660. Leave me a voicemail message with your name, phone number, and email address, and I'll get back with you with some additional information to see if you're interested in pursuing this opportunity with me. So if you want to kill more turkeys this spring and really improve your game in the woods, then call me at 205-660-0660. Leave your name, phone number, and email address, and I'll get back to you. I'm only going to take a handful of people to participate in this, so you probably want to call me pretty quickly. Okay, the second thing that I need your help with is this. The Turkey Hunter podcast is hiring. I am in need of a marketing intern who's available to work between about 10 to 20 hours a week. This will be an unpaid internship, but it can lead to a paid part-time position for the right candidate. If you know of a college student who has a love of the outdoors and, more specifically, turkey hunting, and who has experience with building and maintaining websites, social media marketing, email marketing, audio editing software programs, search engine optimization, and excellent written and oral communication skills, then have that person email me a resume to andy at iamturkeyhunting.com. Now, I would prefer to hire a student who is in or near the Birmingham area. However, this very easily could be a remote position. And I don't want to miss out on hiring the best candidate for the position just because I'm looking to hire someone local. So if you have a self-motivated child or grandchild, niece or nephew, who has the skills I need, along with a love of the outdoors, and have him or her email a resume to me as soon as possible so I can get to work with their school to register the internship so that they can get class credits for the position. All right, so speaking of college, today I want to take you guys back to my college days for a little while to a time when my college hunting buddies and I played, or rather tried to play, a practical joke on one of my good friends. But the joke took an odd turn when a new unsuspecting and unknowing participant assumed the lead position of being the butt of the practical joke that we had conjured up. I wanted to replay this story because it just never gets old to me. It is one of the funniest stories that I have ever heard and much less ever been a part of. So here's the story of Old Man Haney's turkey. Listen in, enjoy it, and I will see you on the other side. So I know if you're like me, you love a good story. And in the past episodes of the show, I've interviewed special guests who've shared different strategies for hunting turkeys. And the main reason that I do this show is to help educate you. You know, my my thought is if I can help you to kill one turkey because of a tip you learned from me or from one of my guests, then this show's been a huge success. I don't want anybody to have to learn how to turkey hunt the way that I did, which was the hard way from the turkey itself. But with all that said, 
I do want to entertain all of you in the process as well as educate you. And so today, I have a couple of guests on the phone with me, and we're going to share with you what I think is one of the funniest turkey hunting stories ever. This is the story of Old Man Haney's Turkey. Now, some of you know my theory about naming turkeys. I think it's a horrible idea because it seems to give a turkey a superpower to where it just makes them just about unkillable. But we named this turkey Old Man Haney's Turkey after he was killed because he was named something different prior to him being killed. And that's part of the fun of the story. So I've got with me my two special guests today are Chip Hughes and George Boohacker. That's two of my good hunting buddies, and we were in college together, and I actually grew up hunting with Chip at, at the same hunting club that uh, his dad and my dad were in. And then I met George through Chip, and they were they were best friends in high school, and when they both came to the University of Alabama, I met George through Chip, and we've we've all got a lot in common, hunting and fishing being the main thing, and so we all stuck pretty close together during school and have remained friends even up till today. So, Chip and George, thank you all. I appreciate you taking the call tonight and sharing Old Man Haney's story with us. How are you all doing? Good, good. How are you? Doing well. Doing good. Good. So, Chip, at the time that all this happened, it was turkey season. And your roommate, who's another good friend of ours, his name is Brian, you and your roommate came up with an idea. So start and tell us, first of all, how you came up with the idea and how it came to fruition from there. Okay. Uh, Well, first of all, we were fairly fresh college students who had absolutely no focus at all on uh, (laughs) college and, and school. All of our focus was on either hunting or something that revolved around hunting, which mainly led to riding around in the woods. Very little schoolwork. We did manage to drink beer. Uh, it probably led that, to a Bud Light or two, didn't it? That, yeah, absolutely. Um, that that did happen. I know at least once. Um, but <laughs> let's see. Where, where I need to begin with this story is, first of all, Old Man Haney is who taught me how to turkey hunt. And how he got involved in the story, he came in basically from, he was not in the story, but ended up being the main character in the story. The main character in the story was supposed to be George. And I don't remember the exact day or exactly how the plan came about. But we found a turkey. It was a Jake. <laughs> and we bought it for $25. And I I, I think we bought it with, with no intentions of doing anything, but we saw something we could afford, and we went and bought it that we were interested <laughs> in. We could afford it, and we were interested in it. <laughs> but, so, but you didn't buy just a turkey, though. Didn't you buy um, a turkey and get, it was a buy one, get two free special? Didn't you end up with a couple of, of ducks? Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we had, a, I think it was a couple of geese and a couple of ducks Jeez. and a turkey. <laughs> and the, and uh, when we got to the farm, well, on our way to the farm, we realized we didn't have anything to put the turkey in. So we stopped uh-huh. by Sears 
and got an empty uh, dishwasher box <laughs> and took it to this farm, which which was on the outskirts of the of the home of the University of Alabama, um, in Tuscaloosa. We uh, made a deal, twenty five dollars for a Jake that was very vocal, and I think it came with maybe three ducks and three baby geese. It was a real, real. It was a real interesting time of of my life, and I really had a lot of focus and direction. <laughs> you hadn't no, gotten that much better, buddy. No, I haven't gotten any better, <laughs> but I have not bought a turkey lately. Okay, good. Yeah. So, we we bought the the turkey and and the ducks and geese and loaded them in that cardboard box. And tied it down in the back of Pearson's green Toyota pickup truck, and headed back to Tuscaloosa, and dreamed up the story of how we knew that George was new to turkey hunting, and we said, "Well, this will be perfect. We can set this turkey up, and then sneak up on him, and George can shoot him as his first turkey." And I mean. That sounds pretty simple, but when you deal with Brian Pearson, a simple plan is not a good plan to him at all. Nah. He has got to make it as complicated as possible. And then when he gets ready to tell the story afterwards, he's going to add even more details to the story than you really care to, to know about. But that's just his way of doing things. He likes it mm. complex. So let's see. We got the turkey. We got our story put together. What we were going to do with the turkey, and we put it. We took it back to our apartment, and it lived in our apartment in uh, in Brian's closet in his bedroom <laughs> for approximately two days, the best I remember. And he gobbled a lot. <clears throat> um, <laughs> And according now, to Pearson, an uh, uh, ambulance went by with the sirens, and the turkey was sticking his head out the window, gobbling at the ambulance. But I, I don't remember seeing that happen. But he did gobble a lot. But that's well, that's kind of that's kind of how Pearson tells the story. He loves a little twist. He does like a twist to it. And and now, I I got a phone call one day at, at the time all this went on. I was serious about school. I was that was my senior year and 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 it was Brian Pearson's he was a fourth year freshman at the time. <laughs> and um I got a phone call one afternoon saying, "Hey, come over to my apartment." So, I didn't you, you know, I wasn't going to ask any questions, so I load up and go on over to his apartment and he and Chip are sitting in there watching TV with this turkey strutting around in their living room. And some geese and ducks running around on the floor. <laughs> and I walked in and I said, what in the world are y'all doing? What in the world are y'all doing with this turkey sitting in here? And that's when I learned of the story to get George's first turkey. Yep. So go go ahead, Chip. Well, uh, without boring you too much, I'm going to try to remember as many details as I can because there were a lot of funny ones. But the plan, now we've got the turkeys in our apartment, 
We're drawing up our final plans. And, of course, Pearson does not think that just sneaking up on the turkey and tricking George into shooting the turkey is good enough. That's just not good enough. So he says, well, let's tie it up right around the curve in the road where you kind of come walking around the curve in the road, and the turkey will be 30 to 35 steps away um, standing in the edge of a food plot. And Brian says, and I'm going to get in the shooting house with a video camera and film it. So I go, oh, my gosh. All right. We'll do that. So, of course, Brian decides he's going to invite two or three people to join him so that he'll have somebody to talk to and laugh with during the whole thing. So a whole group of us load up. I know it's Brian Pearson and Edward Whiteley and myself and George. And did, who did we, we had? Was John Rowell with us? I think John was there, yeah. John and was there. Was Matt Vaughn might have been there, too. And James, James was there. Ja- oh, James was definitely there, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, it was a lot of help. There was, there was lots of help that showed up to put on this performance and, and help drag this turkey out of the woods. There were three vehicles full of people. I think so. And during all that, there's George never questioned anything. Yeah, you know, George never thought, why in the world are there ten people going on a turkey hunt together <laughs> this morning? <laughs> so, so well to get things set up the afternoon before, myself and Pearson, and did you go, Andy, or somebody went? Go. No, I didn't go that us, afternoon. Three of us rode down to position the turkey. And we got a camouflage bowstring and tied it around the turkey's leg. And we got a big stick and drove it down in the ground and had him on about a 10 or 20 foot long rope and put him right in that curve. When you come around the curve, he's right in the corner of a food plot. But we ended up getting him staked out about 5 o'clock in the afternoon and just assumed that, I mean, if a coyote or a predator got him that night that that's just a chance we had to take. So the three vehicles vehicles loaded with, with hunters, turkey hunters, show up at the hunting club yet called Grassdale Hunting Club in Utah, Alabama. And we get there and the gate to the clubhouse is open, which on a weekday it rarely was open because almost all the members live in Birmingham. And we said, oh, no. So we drive into the camp house, and there is old man Haney getting in his vehicle and is headed out to turkey hunt. So we run inside the camp house, and he is signed out for exactly where the turkey is staked out. Where George's turkey is staked out. And he's, Yeah, where George's turkey is staked out. And he is looking at us like we all have... <laughs> two heads like what in the world are all these vehicles and all these people doing here <laughs> what are all these college students doing here <laughs> in camo three yeah. ve- three truckloads full yeah, yeah. Uh, 30, a, minutes, 30 minutes before daylight y'all didn't get invited back next year did you chip 
No, no, we didn't. We okay. didn't even. We didn't even ask. <laughs> You're not invited to join the club the next year, man. Well, they didn't call us and invite us, and we didn't call and ask if we could be members after that. <laughs> so, old man Haney loads up and leaves, and we're standing there, thirty minutes before daylight all looking at each other like, what are we going to do? Because you can go around to the backside and slip in there. And that's what Pearson said we're going to do. And I said, there's no way we're going to, I mean, be able to accomplish anything. We're going to run right into him. And that's going to even be worse. So the best thing for us to do is just get the heck out of here. So we all scattered. One group went somewhere to hunt and another group went somewhere to hunt and I think it was myself and George and John Rowell went to a little place down the road that one of my friends Mr. Porter and Miss Porter had owned that they let let me turkey hunt on and we went down there and we actually ended up finding a turkey and shooting the shooting a turkey but well, let, let me just mention on that case, Chip, you're taking me to kill my first turkey, but you're the one that killed that one. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yep. And that happened more than more than once. <laughs> 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 so, uh, what a buddy. But the, our plan, our initial plan was we were going to get there. And we were all going to kind of divide up and act like we were all going hunting in separate areas and and we were going to take George, and we knew where we were going to go, where we probably would hear some turkeys gobbling, but we would kind of work our way up through these woods, and then all of a sudden come around a corner, and there's George's turkey. But that plan just never came together, and we all got scared and left. And the plan was for Pearson and his group to sit in the shooting house and they were going to video it and then come busting out the shooting house and he's going to make a big scene and, and everybody's going to have a big party and laugh and tell the story. And I was going to get to be the butt of the joke. <laughs> and George was going to, he was going to have his first turkey. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to get pictures. I mean, uh, it was going to be a big time. And then we were, all going to, we were all going to head back to Tuscaloosa after it was all over with, which was about 30 minutes away, and go to Jackie's Lounge in downtown Tuscaloosa <laughs> and have a party on a weekday during classes. It's um, 8 o'clock in the morning. At eight, yeah, at 8 o'clock in the morning. And Earl, who owned Jackie's Lounge, he was all in on it. And he, he had the grill set up because we were going to cook George's turkey. Um, and just just have a big time. I mean, it was going to be from daylight till dark, nonstop action and entertainment. But we we had that curveball thrown at us, and we got scared and we ran, and so we had no idea what had happened. And so I, I don't, the the rest of the story is what really is funny to me. I mean, this was all a lot of fun, and it was funny, but oh, and it um, was also, but it was a little. It was a little unnerving too because you know here here this man goes into the area where this turkey staked out after a bunch of college kids show up thirty minutes before daylight and he's going he's going to see this turkey and he's going to shoot this turkey and he's going to know that we were up to something 
that's, but that's right. not what happened. <laughs> well, that's right. What what old man Haney did is he drove straight up there to this area where the turkey was tied to the stick, George's turkey. And he got out of his vehicle. I mean, he parked basically in the same place most of the time, did the same thing. He had he had his usual routine. He was I, in his 70s at least. Yeah, he was in his 70s. So he went up there into that area that he liked to hunt and heard George's turkey gobbling and worked his way over there to him. And it just gobbled and gobbled and gobbled. And he goes slipping around that corner and... The turkey is in some tall grass because it's springtime and it's in a food plot. You know, it's it's at least knee high or taller. And he peeks around the corner and there's that red head sticking up out of that tall grass and he shoots it. So he goes walking up to it to step on its head and got all tangled up in the rope <laughs> around the turkey and fell down and stood up and started hollering out it through the woods. Come out, you SOB. I know you're out there. Come out. <laughs> and he just stood there yelling in the woods, come out, I know you're out there, um, over and over again. Because earlier in the season, he thinks he saw someone driving a four-wheeler down one of those little county roads in that area with a cage on the back of the four-wheeler with a turkey in it. <laughs> and he's thinking that this person is using that turkey as a decoy and is hiding in the woods there. <laughs> he doesn't think that it's ten college students. No, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have even the, I mean, surprisingly that- has no no thought that, those ten college boys had anything to do with it. He thinks it's a poacher, not ten That's college right. students who show up poacher. thirty minutes before daylight at a hunting club they're not even members of. <laughs> <laughs> so he does not ever get the poacher to come out of the woods and confront him. But That's he does amazing. get untangled from the string and pulls the stick out of the ground and hauls his turkey back to the camp and that's when he calls the game warden to tell the game warden about the man with the four-wheeler with the cage on the back of it with the turkey in it (laughs) that is over there in the woods somewhere hiding (laughs) so the him and the game warden load up and go up there to look for it (laughs) and they can't find him and the game warden uh hid in that shooting house for two days waiting on that guy to come back and get his turkey in the 90 degree heat <laughs> That's right. Sitting in a shooting house With in lots, April, yeah. 90 degree heat yeah. for two lots, days waiting for the bugs, all that. Yeah, he's having a uh-huh. big time. So, but the game warden getting involved is true, and they never found that guy with that four wheeler with that cage on the back of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and while this is all going on, we're up there at Jackie's Lounge having a party. <laughs> We did have us a turkey to cook. And we did have a turkey and we cooked it. We yep. sure did. And I'm pretty it sure will. we were still at Jackie's Lounge when it got dark that day. Yeah. And I, I don't think, think we were. I don't think we went turkey hunting the next day. <laughs> we even ate we ate old man Haney's turkey because he gave it to Brian because he told Brian 
it just made him sick to think that somebody would use a turkey like that as a decoy and that he just couldn't bring himself to eat it because it, it just made him sick just to think about it. So he gave that turkey to Brian and I think we I think Brian took that turkey to Jackie's and we ate it you know, about a week later too. That's, that's very, very possible that that is true. I don't remember for what all went on in terms of that turkey other than his son, Tom Jr., I think had the feet kind of mounted on a little plaque for him, for his dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never saw him, but I would imagine Old Man Haney did not find out for at least a year or two years after all this happened. Yeah. That, and he didn't know what we had done. We had told no one. Well, we told our parents, our, our dads. Right. But we didn't tell anybody else. And so Old Man Haney had no idea what went on. And he would still tell the story of the poacher staking yep. the turkey up out in the field from time to time, wouldn't he? He, uh, my father was there that next deer season, right around uh, Christmas, close to Christmas. Um, and they, uh, they had a big time at Grassdale. They always cooked out and told stories, and everybody got along real well. And it was story time that night, and old man Haney got started on the, on the poacher. And my dad knew the truth, and my dad had a guest with him who knew the true story. And they said that old man Haney was saying that he went up there in that area, and he shot that turkey, and he marched out there and got tangled up in that string and fell down, that that turkey was tied up with a stout rope with with a stick driven way down in the ground, and that there was a poacher hiding in the woods and he was hollering for the poacher and the poacher wouldn't come out and he went on and on and telling the story about the and the game warden got involved and and just went on and on and my dad's guest got so tickled that he walked out on the front porch and threw up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they had no idea why they were why they were laughing so hard. <laughs> so, but they said now, that old man Haney told the story that it was just a absolutely terrific conclusion to the big dinner they had had. <laughs> absolutely, I'm sure. And, and now, somehow. He ended up finding out, but it wasn't from any of us, was it? Yeah. I don't think I don't think Pearson told him. I don't think Brian told him. I I don't know how exactly he found out, but, but he did find out. He did. Brian and Old Man Haney had become really good friends and were and were really close. Right. And and so and this is just over years and years and years of hunting together. And Brian really respected Old Man Haney, and and Old Man Haney thought the world of Brian. Just Brian's a very lovable guy, just quite the character. And so Old Man Haney just absolutely thought the world of him. And so after Old Man Haney found out that we were behind that turkey that was staked up out in the middle of that field, he walks up to Brian and says to Brian, 
Brian, I thought we were friends. <laughs> How could y'all do that to me? And Brian said he knew the gig was up then. Yeah. <laughs> he had to tell him what happened. So he sure the, did. Uh, the cat was out of the bag, and we're not exactly sure how old man Haiti found out that we did all that, but somehow he found out and and was pretty upset about it. But did I ever tell y'all that I saw Mrs. Haney out somewhere, and I don't remember where it was, but I saw her out somewhere, and when she saw me, she busted into laughter. She, I didn't even say anything to her. She just busted out laughing, and... And then she looks at me and she says, I got to tell y'all, that is the funniest thing in the world, which y'all did to Tom. That is just the funniest thing. She said, when he got home and he told that story about what y'all had done and that it was the turkey that was staked out in that field and he thought it was the poacher, I looked at him and I said, you've been turkey hunting your whole life. You've been turkey hunting for 70 years. You know you're not good enough to sneak up on a turkey out in the middle of the field. <laughs> you should have known something was wrong then. <laughs> yeah. I, I talked to her a couple of different times after the story, and she was she was uh, real humored by it. She thought it was really funny. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good. The the game warden sitting in the shooting house for two days is just hilarious. Yeah. Look, now that's, and then, that's Pearson's version now. That's which uh, Pearson is is an absolute character, absolute character. Well, um, I I got a question that I don't think I've ever gotten the answer to, but I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Did y'all get your security deposit back on that apartment? <laughs> no, I think we kind of ran out of that apartment the, in the same manner that we left the hunting club that morning when. <laughs> is what you're telling me moved out of the apartment in the middle of the night pretty yeah. much pretty much <laughs> yeah. that yeah. Uh, after two days of keeping that turkey in the claw in brian's closet there yeah. must have been two inches of turkey crap laying on the terrible. floor it was terrible God, oh. <laughs> yeah and y'all now y'all didn't keep the the geese and ducks in the no. closet no. y'all kept it in the kept those in the bathroom didn't you they were in, in the bathtub a lot. They were in the bathtub. They liked to splash around in the bathtub. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but we so we ended up turning those geese and ducks loose at uh, Logan Martin Lake. Oh, I bet they're still there today. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George, what? I mean, what was going through your mind once you found out? what was in store for you <laughs> what were you thinking i just about your figured good buddy out it. You on a yeah hunt. my good buddy chip <laughs> uh-huh. it wasn't the first time i've been the butt of the joke <laughs> i don't remember when i found out i don't think i found out for a couple of days no we kept it kept it on the down we 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 didn't we weren't going to tell anybody i don't <laughs> They told me later on, but we were right into the Budweiser by then, so I don't guess it mattered too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was, it was, I, I think I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I think you got mad. I think you were as mad then as you as you were when you let us all know that your, your grandmother, who's Lebanese, 
fought in the Civil War. I don't think I was that bad. Maybe I was.
we got up above him. He was kind of on the side of a little hill. And mm-hmm. I think that had a big play in that a turkey coming down a hill to you as opposed to coming up a hill. They, they'd much, they're much more callable uphill than they are downhill. And I think, I think that really got that turkey. Yeah. And we were, we were real close to him. Oh, but he was on the other side of a brush pile. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long it took him to come around that thing. It took a long time. Yeah. We, we made just a few little soft calls and, and I couldn't hear him walking, but George could, because uh, my hearing is just—it's not good. He—he—he he, he came around that brush pile, but he really took his time and eased up that hill, and and uh, then George took his breath away from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and George, that—the ending to that story is a lot different than. <laughs> Most of the time that you go hunting with Chip, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, usually it's Chip killing the turkey. That's yeah. right. Yeah, y'all had an arrangement on that hunt that if the turkey came out on one That's end right. of the brush pile, Chip was yep. going to shoot. If it came out yep. on the other end of the brush pile, you were going to shoot, and y'all were pointing yep. those different directions. Yeah. Well, Chip, Chip set that up, and I'm sure he was pointing in the way he was almost positive it was going to come, but it ended up coming the other way. <laughs> exactly. That's uh... just like a turkey does. <laughs> usually on my chips with chip when it's my turn to shoot we'll be out there and the turkey will be be stubborn and i'll turn around and look for chip and chip's gone because he's circled around the thing and killed him on the other side <laughs> just left me sitting there but when you fall asleep you just miss out <laughs> i guess that's what it is we uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, did get a double one time we dang sure did in the rain yeah that's right Yep. Chip shot first, of course, but my turkey just kind of <laughs> ran around in circles. Yeah, I think he wanted to jump on the turkey I had shot, but George yeah. didn't let him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we've had a lot of fun chasing turkeys. <laughs> yeah, we have. We that's been a good time. It's, we go on a trip every year that we've labeled the trip around the world. That it didn't start out to be the trip around the world. It started out to be a four-day hunting trip down to my hunting camp. And when we got down there, two of the members were already there turkey hunting. This is middle of the week. And so we hunted there for a day and we just decided we'd load up because there were four of us in my group and two guys already down there. And we were kind of stepping all over each other's toes. So we just loaded up and left and went to George's hunting camp and hunted there for a day and then we loaded up and went to our friend Todd's hunting camp and hunted there for a day and so we ended up in four days at three different hunting camps and so it became labeled the trip around the world and it's got gotten to be something we've done every year for about the last seven or eight years now and and that's always a good time so we, yeah. we we're fortunate and we have the opportunity to hunt a good bit together and I enjoy it a couple of good guys so just uh, don't let Chip around you when you got a turkey coming in because he will shoot it out from underneath you. <laughs> <clears throat> well, well good I try deal. to give you all the advice I possibly can. Like, um, point your gun over there into that thicket. That's exactly <laughs> where he's going to head to. <laughs> or just sit here, I'm going to circle him around and drive him to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Put on a turkey drive. Yeah, just be real patient. Be real still uh-huh. and be real quiet. And when you hear me calling, and it, and if he's answering my calling, that means he's coming toward you. So get get ready. <laughs> Don't forget to take your safety off. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
right, guys. Y'all have a great night. I appreciate y'all coming on the call. And I hope you enjoyed the replay of Old Man Haney's Turkey and will join me next week when we will start a new series entitled How to Plan an Out-of-State Turkey Hunt, where you will be joining me in the process of booking my spring 2016 trip to West Virginia. If you've ever thought of traveling to another state to hunt turkeys in pursuit of your Grand Slam to extend your season, or just because you'll be traveling for work or family reasons during turkey season, then this is a series that I think you'll really benefit from listening to. So be sure to tune in next week for that. Hey, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please forward and share it on social media. Also, please subscribe to the show. You already know that it doesn't cost anything to subscribe. And please leave a five-star rating and review on the show. That will help others who find the show to decide whether or not they want to listen to it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.